Hey everyone, this is Jason Shepard, and you're listening to the Instrument Pilot Podcast by M0A.com, where a good pilot is always learning. So what is ATC going to actually give you? The preferred route? The route that ForeFlight said? What really happens in the real world? Hey everyone, Jason Shepard here, M0A.com, and you are listening to the IFR, the Instrument Pilot Podcast. To be more specific, brought to you by our number one rated brand spanking new online ground school. You're going to be able to check it out here soon in literally weeks, early December, late November, depending on when you RSVP'd to get in there. Uh, it's going to be available at m0a.com. You can also take a trial at m0atrial.com. Brand spanking new instrument pilot course, new learning management system, new question database, perceptual learning modules. If you, you've, what I mean with that is you saw where I kind of flashed the instruments at you, let you digest them in, in two or three seconds and figure out what it was. So there's a lot of really cool things um, going on that we are building here at m0a.com especially for our instrument pilots. So excited to get you all in there and seeing that. It's 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 incredible. Uh, two years worth of work has gone into this. So it's it's just a blessing. It's so exciting. Uh, many of you listening to this are probably beta testers of ours. So it's phenomenal. But I'm, I'm thankful for you all. Thankful for everyone who's watching this right now on YouTube and Facebook. Um, thank you for that. Please subscribe on YouTube. Like us, follow us here on Facebook. If you're listening to this on Stitcher or um, iTunes or the podcast app, however you consume this, just thank you. You don't realize this is one of the most listened to uh, aviation podcasts on the internet. Like it is just, it, it's incredible how this little idea called M0A has grown into what you all have really made it. Um, uh, I can't take any of the credit because you all uh, have built this and it's just been absolutely incredible. I want to chat with you all real quick about IFR preferred routing, the ForeFlight preferred routing, and then honestly, what really just happens in the real world? Uh, and I want to work through all of that as, as we dive into the IFR flight plan. And I realize some of you may be looking for that very specific nav log type video for IFR. And that's not this podcast, by the way. That video is available inside our new online ground school. You can check that out. But um, I want this to be very real world applicable because sometimes what we read in a book and what happens in the real world are two different things. And that's where I, I really like to think M0A is set apart. I mean, not only do we attract a demographic like yourself, which is individuals who believe a good pilot is always learning, you're in the business of pursuing mastery, proficiency at the most basic level, but mastery, which is a never-ending journey, a good pilot's always learning, that's what you're really after. You wouldn't be listening to this podcast on your your workout or commute or whatever if that wasn't you. So that is you. So I congratulate you for that. Please don't forget, we produce three other podcasts as well, private, commercial, and CFI as well, if you really want to expand your learning. And of course, you already know about all the, the great videos that we get out there to you. This entire month, as a matter of fact, we're in this flight plan series. And it's ironic, this flight plan series, my goal was to make it a VFR flight plan series, but as you'll see as the videos unfold this month, um, it didn't work out to be in uh, hardly any VFR. It was it was a pretty solid, I, I had to file all, all four legs, essentially. Uh, I was filed IFR. Even though I wanted to have at least one VFR leg, it just didn't work out that way. And 
it, it brought to my attention this idea that we teach so much about IFR preferred routing. But if I can be honest with you, how often do you as either an instrument student or an instrument pilot really use an IFR preferred route? Seriously, unless you're flying out of a busy Bravo or a busy Charlie or a busy Delta for that matter, they exist for Deltas too, into another busy airport or at least an airport of, of decent size, preferred routing probably doesn't apply to you. Preferred routing is out of the busiest airports, heading to the busiest airports. And what you'll find is a lot of it is for jet and, or, and turbo, or as the FAA calls it, turbojet um, type aircraft. It doesn't always apply to us. When you're flying out of little old Ocala Airport or a little old Lantana Airport or wherever you are in, uh, in the United States, it just doesn't apply. You can get close. You can say, okay, I, I, I'm in Lantana, so I'm kind of close to Miami and I'm kind of close to Palm Beach. So I'll look at the preferred routing out of those and see what I'll get. And, and that could work. But what I find time and time again is the IFR preferred routes, preferred routing, it just doesn't apply to me in general aviation because I'm just not flying out of those big, busy airports. So I think ForeFlight has a decent algorithm, a decent service. So you know in ForeFlight, you can click on the ForeFlight suggested routes. And ForeFlight has a very neat algorithm in the sense that they will show you what other aircraft have been approved routes along, you know, between the two airports you're looking to go to, how many times, hey, 64 times in the past month, uh, the last plane to do it was a jet though, or a turboprop or whatever. And they'll tell you that sort of stuff. And then you can look, it's not always perfect because you still have to go back and go, okay, I'm a 172. I need to look at this, this departure procedure or this star. And I need to look at it and say, is it turbojet only? Does it even apply to me? And, and read the notes and understand it. It's not always perfect. And in ForeFlight, by the way, it'll show you the preferred routes. It'll show you the ForeFlight uh, suggested or recommended or frequently used routes as well. Um, and it'll give you some ATC cleared routing in there as well. And it's close, and I've been given those before, but let me tell you the dirty truth about IFR flying. Is I can sit here and flight plan out the prettiest route using preferred routing and what ForeFlight thinks is going to work, and I can sit there and fire up the plane and call clearance, and clearance can change everything, or they can give me the big as filed, and you go, Phew as filed, awesome. And I can get as filed, or I can get my entire clearance changed right there. Either way, I program it all in my GPS, as filed, just what I wanted, perfect. I know how to spell all these fixes. If I get some changes, I'm figuring out how to spell the fixes. I'm getting it all programmed in the Avidine or in the GPS. And hear me out on this. If you, you haven't been instrument flying very long if this hasn't happened to you yet. What clearance delivery or the ground controller told you in your clearance, you've, you've diligently planned in your GPS, life is looking great. You taxi on out, you do your run up, you get to the hold short line, you call up tower, tower two, three, Mike Zulu, awaiting IFR release. Clearance on request, they say, and, and you wait. Um, and we're kind of we're sitting there, let me coordinate with Jax. Um, um, and you're just kind of waiting there. And you're waiting for them to coordinate with Jack's approach, or Atlanta approach, or Miami approach, or, or, or whoever uh, it is. Hold for release, they'll tell you. And you're kind of sitting there and you're waiting. 
and then they come back on, you know, two, three, Mike Zulu, turn, turn left, uh, direct this, or turn left, zero, nine, zero, climb to 3,000 now, you're clear to take off runway three, six. You go, what do you mean? I was just, this, this fix I was supposed to go to is runway heading, now you're telling me a left turn to this, and it just, it can throw you off, or you get to the whole short line and they tell you the, the dreaded words I hate to hear, we have an amendment to your routing. Nobody likes hearing that. Nobody likes trying to figure out how to spell all these weird IFR fixes. I had some confusion on the on the flight home as well of just trying to deal and work through a lot of this crazy dynamic spellings and routings and especially flying in some unfamiliar area. I go south a lot in Florida. I don't go north a whole lot. If I do go north, it's just to go up to Jack's because I used to live in Jack's. I have many friends still there. But up to Atlanta, I never go up up north unless it's up to Oshkosh or something like that, or um, it's just not a direction I had a whole lot. So it was a unique experience. It was into some airports I had been to before, but maybe once, and it was a long, long time ago, and don't even remember some of those fixes. So the purpose of this podcast today, again, I, I try to always keep our podcast kind of short, sweet, and to the point. Preferred routes. You should look at them. You should try to use them if you have the ability to. But I would argue that 9.9 times out of 10, they're probably not gonna apply to what you're trying to accomplish. You should also look at the four flight routes. I think four flight has made a lot of progress on this feature. They have a great proprietary algorithm and I think it's close. It's not perfect because it's, it's machine learning with a human on the other side of the equation which throws off all machine learning, right? Um, it, it's, you just can't, it'll never be perfect. As long as we have human controllers, uh, it will never be perfect. That's just the, the matter of fact, because it's going to change and adjust. So in the real world, in IFR flying, you have to always be willing and able to pivot. This is why you should study every DP, study every star in, out, and around these airports. Know the Winco 3 arrival and the Goofy 7 arrival and all, all the different uh, arrivals and departures. And review the obscure departure procedures as well, the ones that don't just jump out at you with a clever name. You need to look into those um, as well. I'll never forget, I shared this on the webinar not too long ago. I was flying out of the Sevierville Airport. More, more appropriately, I think it's the Gatlinburg Pigeon Forge Sevierville Airport. I think it's something like that. It's got three names at least. Um, I was flying out of there, and my clearance was to fly the published departure procedure. So, uh, it's a pilot-controlled airport, so I was on the ground talking to probably, I guess it was Knoxville, and they told me fly the scheduled departure procedure. Well, if you go to four flight, and the airport is KGKT, and you look at GKT and you look and you go, huh, I see approaches. I, I see no published departure procedures. Well, there is a published departure procedure and I'll actually walk you through it. Let me get my phone here in ForeFlight now. I'll, I'll kind of walk you through it here. If I go to airports and I go to KGKT and Gatlinburg Pigeon Forge, I, the Sevierville part's not in there, but it is in Sevierville, which is in Sevier County if you're really curious, curious. You go to procedures, you go to departure, and all there is are takeoff minimums. So I'm thinking, what published departure is Knoxville talking about? So I clicked on the takeoff minimums. 
Well, takeoff minimums in ForeFlight take me to page one of the takeoff minimums. So I have to scroll all the way on through. By the way, it's not in the G's uh, for Gatlinburg. It, it's not in the P's for, for Pigeon Forge. Uh, it's actually listed uh, under uh, Sevierville. If you look at that, there's the G's. Nope, there's nothing in the G's. So I had to scroll all the way back. Let me go find it now. I want to read it to you exactly since we made it this far. Um, you have to go look under Sevierville because that's the city. Uh, it's actually the airport is actually in because remember these are listed in cities, not necessarily by names. And even though it's the Gatlinburg Pigeon Forge Airport, it's in Sevierville, Tennessee. So that's why it gets a little bit confusing. And you see the takeoff minimums, and then all of a sudden, if you look, all caps says departure procedure, runway one zero, runway ten, climbing left turn to the V. XV Vortac radial 090 westbound to VXV Vortac to 5000 before proceeding on course. For climb visual conditions, it gives you everything else there so you can read that. That's the departure procedure. There's one for runway 28 as well. Listed under the takeoff minimums, not a place you would ever think to look, right? And if you're local, you might know that. But if you're someone from out of town like myself, it took a second to slow down and think, what on earth is this controller? I was literally um, probably minutes away from hopping back on Knoxville approach on the ground and saying, hey, Knoxville, this is 2-3 Mike Zulu. I don't mean to be dumb, but I don't see the departure procedure you're talking about. Could you give that to me? And it's funny, actually, back over to ForeFlight, how I even figured this out was back in ForeFlight. Uh, if you click on the comments for the Pigeon Forge Airport, um, I remember looking at the human comments, not the uh, AFD or US chart supplement comments. Um, someone left a comment uh, a while ago, uh, one year and 10 months ago from this recording, literally copied and pasted the departure procedure in there for it. Um, I'm not the only one who had a hard time finding it, uh, is my point. I remember I always read and look at the four flight comments, the, the human like user comments, um, just for fun. What's the FBO like? What's the runway like? Everything else, where should watch out for, things like that. Um, and I remember seeing that there going, whoa, that's interesting that he did that. And I'm like, there must be one here. And then it was able to pull it up. And just, it's funny how things work out. So, just something to think about, M-Zero Nation, that the preferred routes, the four-flight routes, and the real-world routes you're going to actually get can be so, so different. I just want you to be mindful of all of that. Hey, listen, thank you so much. If this has been a blessing to you, if M-Zero A has been a blessing to you, will you let us know in the comment section below? Your comments are our oxygen. They truly keep us going. So thank you so much. Thank you for your reviews on iTunes and wherever you listen to this um, as a podcast. It is absolutely incredible. I just want you to know you have an amazing team here at mzeroe.com that is here to serve you, here to help you truly in any way possible. If there's anything we can do, anything at all to help make you a safer, smarter pilot, please, please, please never hesitate to reach out to myself and the team. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And most importantly, remember, the good pilot is always learning. Have a great day, everyone. We'll see you.